Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Ravens YouTube channel and podcast. Talking Ravens all day, every day with your host, Justin P. And my co-host, the lovely Shannon Fitch. <clears throat> episode 37 for the YouTube channel. And for the audio version, like I said, all the links are right there in the description. Google Podcasts, Auto Podcasts, Spotify, you know, uh, SoundCloud. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast stuff from, just type in Talking Ravens all day, every day, and it'll pop right on up. So today is Shannon's day to conduct and narrate the show. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let her get to it, man. Shannon, let the people know what you got for us today. Okay. So, Ravens Nation, I know that all of us are fatigued with our little Mar talk. But sometimes when you're going through something, you got to talk through it. So today is going to be a day to just talk through all of the Lamar drama because it's been a lot been, been going on since last week. Um, and I know it's tiresome because like I've seen people who love Lamar even are just saying, sign him or trade him. Like everybody is just tired at this point, right? So the first thing we're going to talk about today is Lamar's tweet. I think he tweeted this last week when he said... Um, um, three years, 133 million guaranteed, but I need an agent. I guess like that was a you know sarcastic question or comment. <clears throat> so my question to you is, when you saw that tweet, what were you thinking? Like, what were your thoughts when you saw that? And if it is true, like if that is an, an offer or something that the Ravens are willing to do, do you think that's a fair offer to Lamar? Uh, first and foremost, um, <clears throat> good question. Um, he should have never just put that out there. Like that's like you. You gotta keep negotiation talk between you and the front office. Like that's just that's rule number one. Like you don't want to give people nothing to run with. Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't know what the intention was behind. I guess he was trying to show people like he's not as stupid as anybody try to make him out to be. Like he can't right. do business on his own. I'm guessing. Like I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you don't definitely put the numbers up there. You keep that between you and the front office because then other teams could see it and, and speculate and this, that, and third. It just caused a bunch of confusion. So. Mm -hmm. That's what I got out of it, but um, a fair offer? Uh, no, he would definitely need a little bit more than that, because that would give him, what, 40-something? Daniel yeah, Jones got 40 million a year, and, you know, in my opinion, he's only worth probably half of that. So, Lamar would definitely need <laughs> 46, 47, easily. 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 A year, easily. Like, he definitely should be like the second, he definitely should be like a top five, he's the top five quarterback, so pay him like the top five quarterback. So, you know, that's that's just my whole thing with that. But he definitely could have left the actual numbers out. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if somebody just got out of his skin and he just wanted to just try to prove something. But that's the only thing, my only issue with Lamar. Stop proving, stop trying to prove stuff to the media. Fuck the media. They fuck the mm -hmm. media. They're not in your shoes. They're not living your life. You know, most people are never going to even see a third of the money you made in their lifetime. So, just, just ignore them, ignore the trolls, and just, you know, stick to business, man, because we all want you back here as a Raven. Right. I agree with everything you just said. Um, when I saw that tweet, I was like, you know, what is that supposed to mean? Like, did they, is that something you, you got them to agree to and you said no to? Like, do you want more than that? Do you want a guaranteed date? Like, it just made me say, because I, I, I saw that he was responding to someone who had summarized that Adam Schefter tweet when he was talking about Lamar's contract and what he saw. And the person kind of misquoted what Adam Schefter said because he didn't say it was definitely like a 200 million. He, he broke down what it was and how it got to the 200 million guarantee, but he didn't just flat out say Lamar turned down, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think Lamar felt like 
that's not true, but I, I negotiated this and now you, but you're saying I need an agent. Well, the reason why some people think you need an agent is because an agent can navigate in, in corners and worlds that you can't. Does that mean that a person can't get a deal done not having an agent? No, like we literally just saw it. We've seen that before here. So I'm not, I don't really care about the whole agent thing. I just know how having one could benefit him because like I said, agents have relationships with people they could have tested the market. They could have seen a whole lot for you, but but for this point, um, we're a week from when the Ravens placed the the um, franchise tag on Lamar, and well, not a week from that, but a week from when he's been able to talk to other teams. It's been a whole week now, and we haven't heard any reports of anybody even wanting to talk to Lamar, which I do find kind of alarming. On one hand, but then on the other hand, I also understand, you know, why not? When you start tweeting numbers like that, you make negotiations kind of easier for another team, right? Because if you were willing to say, well, I'll take 133 guaranteed for three years and the team says, well, I'll give you 140. Or one, like then they, they can they can know where their mark can be. So my point is, what's your end game with all the tweeting? Because like I told you before, he's calculated with what he responds to. So what was your end game with doing that? To me, if that was the offer, if the Ravens said, yeah, we're, we're willing to pay that, I think it's a fair offer. Now that's forty-four million a year. If he did the three years, one hundred and thirty-three guaranteed. If you want to say paying forty-five, forty-six, okay, that's not even above one fifty. I don't think not doing a make, you know. But I'm just saying, those are fair numbers to me. And for whatever reason, NFL players don't get guaranteed contracts. Some we know some have, but for the most for the most part, they don't. And I've been saying for a couple of years that more guys should take shorter deals. If you take shorter deals, and I'm talking like three-year deals, you maximize your chance of being able to get more money, right? Let's just say Lamar took that, that three-year, 133 right now. And then in three more years, you're coming back to the table, you're ready to re-up again. By that point, the market has increased. You could get another deal for three years and definitely $200 million, probably more. At that point, you'd have earned way over $300 million in a six-year span, right? So I don't know what he wants the Ravens to give him. But I just feel like, I don't care if it's with, with the Ravens or somebody else, but taking a shorter deal might be more beneficial for you because in three years, you can re-up and get even more money, even more money than you can get in a five to six year guaranteed deal right now. So overall, I hated that he tweeted that because like I said, it caused a whole bunch of unnecessary drama. Um, now I'm even starting to see, like I said, the national media change their tune and how they're talking, talking about and discussing Lamar. So I don't understand what his end goal was with doing that. But overall, I thought that was a fair deal. I mean, like you said, if you want to raise it up a couple of million to put him over particular people, be my guess. But I don't see what's wrong with a three-year deal. Like, I don't, and I, I just don't. Like, to me, that benefits both parties. Lamar, you get all your money that you want. And the Ravens, you want locked in for five to six, six years having to pay somebody 200 plus million dollars not knowing really what's, what the outcome is going to be in five or six years. He might not even be the same player, but you're locked in at that, that amount. So I think three years works for both parties. But, like, but most importantly, like I said, I've been saying do this for a while. Like Jeremy Tunsil just did it two times. And in three years, he'll, he's going to have another chance to re-up again. You know what I mean? So take those shorter deals, get your money like Kirk Cousins did. And that's the way to get around not getting these guaranteed deals that they keep saying they want. But I think it was a fair deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All in all, it probably was. 
But if you're going to do that, give him three years, give him 135 or 140, whatever those can be, a 45, 47 years, or through three years, 150, 150 for the guarantee. There's nothing wrong with that. Y'all just say y'all not trying to give him Deshaun Watson. Guarantee. And which is understandable, but that was a president that was just set because the Browns was like, you know what, we got to get rid of Baker by any means necessary. So mm-hmm. we got oversell, fuck. They be mad. That's just my money. They can't tell me to do my money. So if you give him three years, 150 for the guarantee, I think he takes that. Because he's get every like Kirk Cousins did it, like Kirk Cousins did. It. So I thought Lamar will probably take the Kirk Cousins route. Mm-hmm. You know, three years, let me get all my money bulk right now, and then come back again and get like pick like Kirk Cousins got every single set he's played. Kirk Cousins can probably yeah. not play another down. He's gonna be set for life. The Ravens could they could do one fifty. I wouldn't even. I mean, that would be fifty million a year. But hey. I don't like I said finagle it. I'm it ain't my job to figure out the cap. That's your job. But if that's something that you gotta pay to keep him here, I would do that. You know, and some change compared to his his, his predecessors. They're nowhere near as good as him. Yeah. yeah. So going from that, you know, saying that tweet, it made me think. With the next topic, do you think that that tweet bothered Eric DaCosta? Like because. You know, since all of this talk has come out about Lamar's contract, Eric DeCosta spoke very highly of Lamar and said how much he appreciated that Lamar wasn't, um, you know, going to the media and saying particular things and things weren't being leaked out and things that were leaked out were kind of finding out came from the um, NFLPA. But like, how do you do? You, how do you think they felt when they saw that tweet last week? It probably struck a nerve a little bit because Eric DeCosta and them guys they do business in a real private manner. So he's probably like, damn, like, I mean, like, that's not for anybody to know. So I'm pretty sure they might have probably contacted him by now and called him. So I'm sure it's been, I'm sure they, they got to hear about that. Like, hey, man, you can't be leaking that stuff because all it's going to do is make it harder for us to get a deal done. Because now other teams, the parties are going to try to swoop in. And and that might have been his plan. That might have been Lamar's plan. Mine's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, like, you know how you be uh, at the auction. Yeah, one fifty going here. I'll get one seventy. I get two hundred. I get two ten. I get two twenty. You know, it's, he mm-hmm. probably going to try to auction himself a little bit. So you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they definitely wasn't pleased about it. But you know, they got to understand he's trying to. You know, they understand his side too. Like he's just trying to get the best deal for him possibly. So you know, but I'm pretty sure all in all, they like they they rather him not have made that tweet. I agree. Um, the Ravens aren't really a team. From the owner down to the front office to the GM to the press, like they're on a team that's going to come out and really tweet like Ursay does or hold a press conference like um, Jerry Jones may do. Like, we kind of got to find out things from sources, you know? So, we're, we, we would never know that that tweet bothered them, but I definitely think it bothered them because at that point, like you said, you're kind of allowing, you're, you're allowing other people to insert their opinions into to into this whole thing on one hand fans can look at it and say that's because you know we we've been here in a 133 for a while and initially we was like that's all you that's all you offer like we were a lot of us were angry thinking it was a longer deal but for the 133 so but so when Lamar tweets that 133 three is guaranteed I actually think that tweet has has leaned some fans more towards the Raven side than Lamar's side in this saga. And I say that because before everybody was like, that's not enough money, that's not enough money. And you're hearing this from Lamar, well, well, we saw the tweet from Lamar. So this wasn't a source. Lamar tweeted, 
three years, 133, but I need an agent. So that means that you kind of negotiated that amount, right? If you can negotiate that and the Ravens are willing to pay that, fans are looking at it like, well, what's the problem? And of course you got some more that might say, you know, put put up more. But I think in this situation, as, as, as upset as the Ravens front office may be about it, because it's just putting people in their business, it's kind of helped them in a way. Because I've seen the tune change with the national media, the local radio people, and even with fans. Because people are looking at it like, well, if that's what they offered, what's the problem? Take the deal, let's move on. So now the narrative around Lamar is that he's trying to be greedy, X, Y, Z, because most people feel like three years, 133, that's a great deal. So I, I know they were upset by it. But like I said, they, I think it helped them in the public perception way. Now, how does it help them with negotiation? I don't know. I still feel like they should throw them a little bit more just to be done with this. Like, come on, what is it going to take? Because at this point, that's what we all want to know, right? What is it going to take to get this deal done? Only Lamar and the Ravens know that. But I think right now, public perception is, is swaying towards the Ravens because people are looking like, three years, 133? And you said no to that? So I know they may, but... Lamar is something the Ravens have never had to deal with because most people just, I mean, even the people who have requested trades, we didn't know so they was going, you know, like people weren't putting up a big funk, like get me out of here, X, Y, Z. Even with Blaise, like with Chuck Clark, we knew he requested a trade, but he still came and he was professional. We've never had somebody just seem like they just constantly going against the grain. And we could say, this is a new era, X, Y, Z, but guess what? Right or wrong, these teams don't have to put up with it. If they really don't want to put up with, with how, how, how you want to be, a, like, like Draymond and Mike to say, the new media, everybody want to be a new this and a new that, this a new day, these teams don't got to put up with that. So I just hope that Lamar's not doing things publicly that can hinder their relationship, you know, privately. I mean, yeah, uh, like, like you said, uh, it, it definitely can. I can say it all about who's going to give in first. The Ravens mm-hmm. at this point, it's like what's 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 scale, what, which way the scale going to tip? Are they going to tip towards Lamar and, and give him as much guaranteed money as possible? Or Lamar going to come to a sense and say, "Hey, man, you know, fuck it, let me go ahead and just take take what I can get, and then just you know rebag up, you know, put on a show, win another MVP, win a Super Bowl again. Now I can really stomp my nuts, like, hey, man, y'all can't yeah. get that ground because." I gave y'all more. I gave y'all more more bang for y'all buck. So it's just, it's just, it's just time going to tell. That's all. Time is just going to tell. Like I said, it's definitely uh, exhausting and, and, and irritating and annoying. Because every other day we hearing this, we hearing that. So like I said, I'm eager to see what he's going to say on his little exclusive interview. Hopefully he don't leak too much just to try to you know get some people to watch and check. Out. <clears throat> that'll end up hurting himself. So it's, don't self-sabotage yourself just to get some views. Like, it's not worth it. So you that we're going right into our next topic then, since you said that. When you saw that clip that Lamar posted, basically <laughs> everybody got jokes like, it's Lamar interviewing himself, like Lamar's interviewing Lamar. But when you saw the clip and saw the post to know that an interview was coming, like what were, you, what were your thoughts and what do you expect him to discuss in that said interview? Hmm. I was just saying, like, oh, okay. I guess my thing, first thing that came to my mind was, ah, oh, he wanted to tell his side, you know, and and just clear everything up. He's been hearing from like spoof accounts, burner accounts, 
all the speculation from reporters and all that people saying this. I guess he just wanna tell how he really feel about the situation and where he stands. I don't know if he's gonna really put up no no uh, like offers like that he's received. I don't I doubt it. I would hope not anyway, but you never know. You know anything's possible, especially when mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to especially address the Ravens fans because he loves the Ravens fans. I guess he's going to probably let them know, like, hey, man, if things don't work out, I'm going to play on the tag and they're going to come back to the table. So, you know, if he ain't hold out his fifth-year option, I don't think he's going to hold out now and he ain't getting more money. So, I think I think if they don't get Reese to play on the franchise tag, then next year they'll uh, – one of the two sides will dip a little bit in their, in their, in their demands and then, you know, yeah, make it work. Because Bashadi and them are not trying to start over with a quarterback, like I said, because – it's like, you know, of course, Raven fans will still be here, we, we, but the energy in the stadium won't be the same. Like, if anybody says otherwise, they're true. It will not be the same. Like, they don't, they don't, it's just, they don't want to go through that and have a rookie quarterback come ahead, you know, or a subpar veteran come ahead and then things don't go well. And people are like, man, you had a dynamic dual quarterback in your back pocket and you just pawned him off and traded him for what? Mm-hmm. True first round picks that you ain't guaranteed to hit. So and especially like I said, our quarterback history has been bad outside of him and Joe Flacco. So I don't think they want to relive that. <clears throat> I think I think he'll just let everybody know way that you know that he wants to be here and that he don't plan on playing the world. <laughs> That's what you hope he did. He could pull a LeBron. Said I'm going to Indianapolis or going to Houston. I, mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just being I'm just speaking into it. Man. Okay, so when I when I saw it, I was like, uh oh, like that was my initial thought. Like, what in the world? So I had to, you know, click the link and see what he the clip that he basically posted. And um, I once I saw that clip, I was like, what is the purpose of this? That was my thought. What is the purpose of this? He was sitting there talking about his rookie year, but Marty being the office. I didn't see all that. I just you didn't watch the clip. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't, you had to send me that at the show. It's him actually. He's like somebody asked him a question, and he's basically just talking about um, the type of offense he can run. That's just the, the one little clip that's out. And he mentioned the type of offense they ran as a rookie, and he was talking about Marty and what's the difference and having to tell grown men where to go at and play. He was it was stuff that he was talking about an offense. I, I think his purpose of that was just to say like I can run a pro style offense, or he, he was pro style offense couch. He was saying he liked the West Coast offense. Like, that that was basically what that one clip was talking about. So when I saw that clip, I was like, do, do we need you to come into in front of everybody to say that you can play this way? Like, it then made me wonder, what are the conversations like behind closed door about Lamar Jackson? Because you've been in the league for five years. Everybody says that he, he ran a pro-style offensive college. So why would it be? Why would you feel the need right now to say that you would prefer to, to run a West Coast offense? The Ravens have a new offensive coordinator. It's going to be a new offense here. So you can't be saying that to say that you're upset about our offense right now, but the same offense that you complained about, you want an MVP with. You've excelled in it. It was a little elementary at times, but you still excelled in it. And now we're going to do something different. So when you speak about 
what type of like like what you liked and what you can do i just wondered well what was the purpose of what is the purpose of saying that in the interview period understanding that this is your interview which means that these are your questions and your people and things that you want to get out there this is not somebody from espn or fs1 or just podcast hosts asking you questions that they want to know this is a question you probably wanted to put out there or answer you wanted to put out there and i'm trying to figure out why who are you trying to sell yourself to I guess this is therapy for him. That's the only thing I can just wrap my finger around. I guess this is therapy the way he wanted, because I know everybody been putting words in his mouth and putting, and, you know, basically spreading rumors on. So I guess he want to clear the air and, 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 and basically hear from the horse's mouth, I think. And, you know, and get everything off his chest. I think that's the only thing I can really honestly say as far as that. I mean, so saying that clip that made me wonder, well, what else are you going to talk about? Because at I, that point, like that was just a crazy. Yeah, so you got to watch it then because he post, it's on his Instagram page. But that was the clip. Like I said, it's just a small clip. And he's just talking about the West Coast offense. And, you know, he liked it and what he didn't like. And having to tell grown people where to be at in the plays and X, Y, Z. And I was just like, okay, I get it. My thing is this. I'll, I say this about a lot of athletes. I feel like. Certain things you don't need to say because the fans and media will say it for you if it's true, right? So when, when I when I just say, who are you trying to prove that to? If you just said it and you're not the first person I heard say what type of offense he ran in college, people think that he can run a pro-style offense. A lot of people think that. So who are you trying to prove that to? Have you been in communication with other teams and they're concerned? Do they feel like they can't plug and play with you? It's not like bringing a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or a Matt Safford to a team because you're a different type of quarterback. So that made me wonder, what was the purpose of you, the clip? What was the purpose of the clip of what you said in that clip? Because it's like, like I said, who are you trying to prove that to? Now, what I expect him to do in an interview is to, to speak himself up. Because saying that clip made me feel like he's trying to sell himself. So I don't think he's going to even get in an interview and badmouth the Ravens because that wouldn't be smart. Now, he could go there and say, he could go there and just flat out demand a trade. You know, he could do that in his interview. Like, I don't want to be there anymore, and, and that's just what it is, and we're going to try to work towards that. He could do that. I would hate that for him, though, because that's so unprofessional. So that's why I don't think that, like, everything I've seen of Lamar over the five years that he's been here, that's why I said the past year was just surprising to me because – He's been a sweetheart. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know, like, God first. Everything has always been politically correct with Lamar. So I can't see him doing this interview and just trashing the Ravens. I I just don't see that happening. And he's not going to do that. I don't see him talking about other teams either. I don't see him saying, I've been talking to this team. And I don't even really see him talking about money. I really do think that he's just going to do like a... um, like a resume for himself per se. And it's unfortunate that he has to do that because no lie, it's kind of alarming. And I'm I don't I don't think that it's collusion. Like I don't think it's collusion to a point where they're saying nobody sign Lamar or nobody give him a girl. I don't think it's that. I think it's some I think something this is what I think about why people aren't rushing because it's alarming that teams aren't rushing to try to sign Lamar. But I think it's because for one, they were immediately talking collusion before anybody even had a chance to talk to Lamar. 
So it could be teams that don't even want to get involved with that. Like, look at what's happening with the the um the Dolphins, the Giants, and who else? I don't even know who the third team was for the um the situation with the um coach that was on Miami and he got fired and then he filed a lawsuit. Yes. Now the Giants got caught up in that because they ended up not hiring him, right? So if you have the media and fans and everybody just immediately saying this is collusion, teams might say, I don't even want to get involved with that because what if I decide that I don't want to pay him XYZ? Now you're going to call me racist or now you're going to say I'm colluding. And so they might not want to touch him for that reason. They also might not want to touch him because they might feel like whatever we offer him, the Ravens are just going to match it anyway. Sure. So what is the purpose of us having a conversation and negotiating a contract, even if we try to outprice the Ravens? Because this is a point that I heard and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. They said that a team could make an offer and try to outprice the Ravens, right? And the Ravens could match it. And the Ravens could have the mindset of, look, we were just trying to keep our quarterback. Like, if owners feel like, why'd you guys guarantee so much? Or, you know, why'd you, like, if the, if their, you know, peers feel away about what they pay, the Ravens could have the mindset of, shoot, we were just trying to keep our quarterback. We just matched the offer. So, in that sense, teams might not want to waste their time talking to Lamar. So, it's unfortunate for Lamar, and I feel bad because it's like people are trying to diminish him as a quarterback and I don't I'm not trying to do that I don't want to do that but it's just sad when you don't see people like jumping at the opportunity to get him I've seen fans making a point that teams might try to wait until after the draft to make the trade I would hate that for us I'm a Ravens fan right so I don't ultimately I don't whatever happens happen I'm still gonna be a Ravens fan right but I would hate that for us if, if the trade happened after the draft because how does that benefit us this year, we get Lamar for two players. We don't. That's not going to help us this year. You see what I'm saying? So, I hope that I I hope that a deal can get done. I do because it's very very frustrating. I don't want Lamar to leave at this point. The city loves him. The fan base loves him. Whether you love him, hate him, like no, I don't think anybody's going to be mad if he comes back. We're just going to, you know, pick up the pieces and move on. I'm like you. If, you know, if he was okay with the 133, amp it up a little bit and, and see if he bite on that. Three years works for everybody. Lamar can get his guaranteed money. The Ravens are not locked in for five to six years at a particular amount. And if it's, and if it's everything that we hope it can be, then Lamar can re-up again in three more years. You know, but I just hope that he doesn't put his foot in his mouth with this interview and whatever he do. Like, I don't want him to do anything to hinder himself in his process because we've seen players get pushed out the league before. And I would just hate that for Lamar. Yeah, well, I doubt if he get to that point. I don't think he – I think his mother wouldn't even let him or whoever in his corner. They wouldn't, mm-hmm. like, let him do that. They wouldn't even let him do that to themselves because they would affect them as well because those the people that's on his team, they're on his payroll, whatever the case may be. But the answer, what you said about the resume thing, I think he's it's still that you gotta think that chip still on his shoulder. People forget mm-hmm. he drafted not first overall, not second overall, not third, not fifth, not tenth. The man was the last pick in the first round. Like he did, like one father's doing what he's doing. Maybe Belichick bites on Lamar because he loves Lamar, but other than that, he was gonna be a second round, a day two draft pick. So mm-hmm. that chip is still on his shoulder. Baker Mayfield went ahead of him. Sam Donald, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Only one of those quarterbacks in his, in, that I just named is still with their current team. 
besides mm-hmm. him. So that chip is still on his shoulder. This man won a Heisman Trophy, could have won it again, and fell all the way to the end of the first round because GMs like Bill Polian, well, former GMs like Bill Polian, oh my, you know, all he is is a black Tim Tebow. And here it is, it's over. And then GMs heard this, like, oh shit, uh, I don't know. But Ozzy Newsom knows football. He's been around football long enough. Like, you know what, man? You ever heard of this guy called Michael Vick? You ever heard of Randall Cunningham? Have you ever heard of Steve McNair? How those quarterbacks do? Exactly. Come on, we're going to go get you. So, you know what I mean? It always takes this one person to believe me, like Shannon Sharp said. He said, man, he didn't care. ESPN didn't want him or these other networks. He said, man, all he needed was FS1 to believe in me, and that's it. All it takes is one. So that chip is still on Lamar's shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's why he feel like, you know, because people still, because people, even when he won the MVP, people like, all right, that was just a flash in the pan. He ain't going to, okay, he got lucky. So, you know, that chip is still on the shoulder. I believe he got a chip. I do. And he got every reason to have one. I mean, I do feel like he was really disrespected coming out of the draft, considering what he did in college. One GM who anonymously told him, go ahead and just go play receiver now. Like, damn, how you going to tell somebody that? Yeah, I don't know, and 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 because of how it all went down, and and what what he said when we drafted him, I don't. That's why I don't want him to leave. Yeah, like that's why I don't want him to leave. Like he didn't say when. He didn't put an expiration date on it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you, Shan. I'm just saying the people that want to try to you know use that as a defense. Oh yeah. He didn't say 2000. He didn't put a date on. He just said no, no, no. At the end of his career, he just said it. He didn't say date. And that's and that's why I'm saying I don't want him to leave because it would be so awesome if we did win a Super Bowl and it's like he fulfilled his promise, right? Because everybody's looking at like, oh, he he promised us something. At the end of the day, Lamar's going to do what's best for Lamar. But we as Ravens fans, you know, most of us want him here, but most of us are just tired of the whole saga altogether. It's the off season. It's the off season. It just it is what it is. It's like it's just. But that's the thing. It's not something we used to. So we like for us, certain teams are used to drama and something. Their name always being in something and being spoke about, you know, nationally. The Ravens on a team that gets all of that type of coverage. We've gotten the good, the bad. Like I said, now I'm starting to see them flip on Lamar, and I just don't like it for anybody that's involved. Like the Ravens didn't just forget how to do business, and Lamar's still a top quarterback in the league. Let's put some respect on both of their names. And and maybe maybe what could help this is if the, the media didn't talk about it every day. I mean, it's on nationally. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. But so when we people like, you know, we should just like we gotta deal with it. It's like it's hard because it's frustrating when you keep paying the same thing every day. So it's to say this, like just what, what we just heard yesterday or the day before that, that Lamar has non-certified people speaking for him. So now what does that do? Who does that make look bad? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just something every day and I don't like it, but it's the off season, right? So on one hand, it's like, at least it's something to talk about, particularly locally when you're locally listening to different things. But it's like, it's just frustrating because to me, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, but it has to make sense for both sides. It does. I agree. Right? And Lamar will have to end up hiring an agent. Kick off that little 10%. I get you want to cut the middleman out, quote unquote, but they there for a reason. The middleman is the middleman for a reason. He does stuff that you probably can't do. Like everybody want to cut out the middleman. That's not always a good thing. Yeah, because like he, I said earlier, they, they have relationships. They they have different relationships. People cut out the middleman or kill him off. Things go to shit because he's mm-hmm. there for a reason. Yeah. So 
is like you got if you hire agent, give him that little ten percent because he's gonna get you more money. So that ten percent you give him, you're not gonna miss it. You're not right. gonna miss it. Like Todd France went on record. I don't know if you said that Prescott's agent said I will take Lamar on as a client. He said, and that. that's my that's and my he, thing. He said it. This is my thing. I'm not a person who feels like he has to have an agent. Because, like I said, I was, we, we see people. No, no, it, it, but that's what I was going to say. But then I feel like it could help because, because agents, like I said earlier, they have relationships that people don't have. Like I was listening to, um, I don't know who it was, but they were saying that usually during a combine, agents go there and that's when they're talking to the GMs and people, when they're, like, they're, you know, trying to see where, they, where their players can go and what's the interest of people that they're representing. If Lamar had an agent, his agent would have been at the combine speaking on his behalf. You know what I mean? But again, I don't want to get on a soapbox to, soap, soapbox to say that he has to have one. I'm not a person who feels like that. If Lamar can be a professional and can handle his business, he can represent himself. But I do want to say that Eric DeCosta has said that um, he hasn't talked to anybody but Lamar. So I know a lot of us think that his mom is his agent and she's speaking for him. But I don't know if that's true. Because like I said, Eric said all he talked to is Lamar. So Lamar has to be the one reaching out to teams, trying to get contracts done, actually having conversations and doing all of that. He has to do that himself. Well, that's it. Let me read this uh, question right here for this old comment. So we can wrap it up. Lamar's in the driver's seat. Obtain Kansas off Lamar deal. And if he's automatic trader, it has to be a team he actually wants to play with and believes he can win with more than the Baltimore Ravens. Teams are interested because they don't believe Lamar will sign an extension with that team. If they make him a deal and he accept it, they don't need to sign an extension. That's already a deal. So if he, they they say that, for example, we're gonna give him five years, two hundred million, one hundred seventy-five guaranteed. You know, and he signs it, he's in the contract for that many years, and the Ravens get the two first-round picks. It's that simple. He don't gotta worry about no extension. Like if it, I guess what you I guess you mean in like after the five years are up or however long he signed, the, like the re-sign with them, that's possible. But in a day, you cross that bridge when you get there. I don't know if Lamar is actually in the driver's seat, though, because even if whatever deal he gets, if the Ravens want to match it, they can match it. And then what? You know what I mean? So what driver's seat are you in? Now, if you come to the Ravens and say, I want to get traded. I don't want to be here anymore. And that's different. Then they might – it has to be navigated in a different way. That's a different situation. But, no, if, if somebody offers him a contract – and the Ravens want to match it, they will match it. You know what I mean? So I don't know how he's in the driver's seat of anything. And I, I don't, and I don't, and I hate to say that because I'm not trying to say it like he's not his own man and can't do what he want to do. But honestly, if another team signs him and the Raven matches it, what are you going to do? His rookie deal already over with. That's done. So he can, this, this is a whole new deal. So only way that now we, now if you'd have got extension after the, Third year, then yeah, that then that's something different. And then once he played on his rookie deal, then it run out to the like how Mahomes did. He still was on his last two years. His deal with the Chiefs gave him that sense, and he played that out. Then the con, then the new contract rolled in. But this is a completely different situation. He is basically his his, his contract has been fulfilled. All four, five years have been fulfilled. Now he's playing on the tag, and whatever deal he gets is a brand new deal. Now we did have one more thing on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Sure. How sure are you that Lamar will be playing for the Ravens next season? 9.5. So <laughs> I just gave you my reasons. It's like it unless the team just go like go hard like how the Browns did, and we ain't got no choice, like fuck it. Other than that, 
I, like I said, the Ravens are not trying to restart over right now. They're not. They're not. It's one thing. It's like one thing with Flacco. He was getting up there in age. Feel me? It was what year ten, year eleven. So it's yeah, he's in year five, year six. So it's a whole different atmosphere with that. So they're not trying to start over just yet. You know what I mean? So they're going to do everything they power to keep him. I'm. I'm. I told you my opinion changed like every day. So today is the seventh. Yeah. Because I, because I mean, because they say that he will, he's willing to pay, play on a franchise tag. So if he is, if, he, if he's willing to do that, and the deal wasn't done, then he'll be here. I, I would think, you know, and I don't think it benefits him. I know some people are saying that he might wait until week ten to come back. I don't think that would benefit him to do that. I really don't. And and that's just overall with the Ravens or other teams to 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 play the business like that. Like I said, it benefits him if he just to get his money. But overall, right now I'm at a seven. Will he play with us uh, week one? Not week ten. I don't want him to come back no week ten. But I, I want him to be there when when team activities start, though. Like that's what I want because we have a new offense. Like we can't afford him not being around. Whoever the quarterback yeah, that's is. That's going to make Todd Munkin look bad. Probably Todd Munkin probably wouldn't have took the job if he knew Lamar Jackson was going to be here. You never know. You never know. That's probably what the terms of him coming, leaving Georgia where he was winning at to come here. Right. You know, MVP quarterback. You don't know, we don't know what was discussed in the interview, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully Lamar will release his um, interview soon because we've been waiting patiently for that since he released the teaser. And we'll talk about that whenever it's released. Oh man, another amazing show. I told y'all this one's gonna be a little bit longer. Like I said, uh, you know, because you know, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Shan did an amazing job as usual. Always dropping the fire topics. Make sure y'all like, make sure you subscribe, share on all your social media platforms, tag us and all that stuff like that, man. It's greatly appreciated. You know, I'm gonna start a Patreon up for this one too, making probably like one, two dollars a month. Nothing I'm not trying to break in price pockets. And I mean just something mm-hmm. new. So, you know, Shannon, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? No, just waiting for the next bone to drop. <laughs> so everybody have an amazing Wednesday. Like I said, next week, you know, we'll you know, we'll probably go about two days unless something changes. But we'll try to always give y'all two shows. Even we gotta make some make some moves around. But yeah. That's how much we like y'all. <laughs> so everybody have an amazing Wednesday. Make sure y'all trade, talk and ravens all day, every day with your host Justin P. And my co-host, the MVP, Ms. Shannon Fitch. Make sure y'all follow her on Twitter and IG and Facebook. We love y'all. We'll be back here Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a mock draft song. We'll talk about some other positions that the Ravens will look forward to. And basically what's going on around the league and, you know, some players. Same old stuff. So, love mm-hmm. y'all. Good night. Bye, Justin. Bye, Justin.